I'm entitling the message, The Prayer That God Always Answers. The Prayer That God Always Answers. Prayer has got to be a, a vital part of any believer's life that is growing. That they have been born again, they've trusted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He now lives in their life to guide them through this path that, leaves us, that leads us through this earth experience and then welcomes us into heaven forever and forever. But prayer has become for many an irrelevant thing, a distant thing. Uh, I just don't know how to do it. I, you know, all the negatives that go along with it. But today I hope when we leave here that there will be a spring in our step, a smile on our face, that there will be joy, that every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. And that I've learned something that'll help me to get through tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. You see, once you get in touch with God and you begin to walk with God, you never make a decision by yourself. You don't pick up the phone or get on Facebook and get somebody to give you instructions. You take your burden to the Lord. You take your heart and your life to the Lord and say, Father, you know what I'm facing. You knew before the foundation of the world. But I don't know that I'm prepared. And I don't know that I know how to pray. Because there's so many things. When you say the word prayer, uh, it just paralyzes some people. For other people, they just love to pray. There's every person in between the both ex, uh, extremes. So today I want you to go to the sixth chapter of Matthew when Jesus is speaking his sermon that we all need to know as much about as possible. The sermon I preach today, I hope, will be his sermon, not my sermon. I hope we stay right in the scripture that we see this is the prayer and this is a way to pray knowing that God always answers the prayer of his children. He has told us, you come unto me, I will direct your path. I will comfort you. I will show you the path of righteousness. But you've got to get serious about what it means to be a Christian. Now, I'm going to read, and we're going to put it on the screen, I assume, on Matthew chapter 6. We're going to go through 13 verses. I want to read out loud, and I want you to hear this. And if you have your Bible, I'll be reading out of the King James translation. But if you will listen to me, I think you will pick up on really the whole thrust of the message. So let me begin with Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. Take heed that you do not your alms before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when you do your alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be, that they may have the glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. 
But when you do alms, let not your left hand know what your right hand does, that your alms may be in secret, and your Father, which sees in secret, himself shall reward you openly. And when you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues, in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter your closet. And when you have shut your door, pray to the Father, which is in secret, and your Father, which sees in secret, shall reward you openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. Be not you therefore like unto them, for your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. Now are you ready for the last part? After this manner, pray you. Would you join me in that prayer? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And everybody said, Amen. Now this is what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. This prayer contains everything we need to know, I think, about prayer in its major topics in its ma and in the major way we would break things apart as to how we are to pray. So I want you to listen to the message today. And I hope that you'll get several things out of it, but if not, at least one. So here's my first question. What would your answer be if you were asked this question? Are your prayers always answered? Are your prayers always answered? I see some going like this. I see some going like that. And uh, so what would the answer be? Well, I guess it, that all prayers are answered. Some are yes, some are no, and some wait a while. But you've got to find out, now, where, you are, where are you? Do your prayers get answered? You probably would say no if, and I'm with the majority right now, <laughs> if you were not getting all the things you've been asking for. Your answer would probably be, nope. He doesn't answer all my prayers. One day when you get to heaven, you're going to say thank you. Dear God, back when we were young, those of us that are old now, and all the people we looked over and said, I hope one day I marry her. I hope one day I marry him. Now we've seen him grow up, and we've grown up, and we say, thank God you said no. Thank God I didn't go to that party. Thank God I said I was busy tonight, you know? Well, that's a no. You said, gimme, 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 my name's Jimmy, and he said no. You got mad, quit church for 15 years, and then you finally came back and rededicated your life and said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for learning and teaching me by your saying no. Now, another, you expect instant response. I mean, you think it's microwave praying. 
You know, dear God, here I am. Bang, 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 bang. Okay, now what? God, I don't hear you. Talk to me. God is patient. He's eternal. Yeah, but I'm in a hurry. Too bad. If you want to hear from God, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll walk and not faint. They'll run and not grow weary. When you learn to pray, you're not flipping on a light switch. I mean, we all panic when we, we, it's dark in the room. So would you go turn on the lamp? You go over there and you click, click, click. Oh, now. I got to go either to the closet. If it's not in the closet, I got to go to the hardware store. Because I expect this light to come on right now. Now, sometimes you just need to go into another room. But some of us are too hard-headed for that kind of thing. But what we do, we look around and we say, okay, I'm going to go out and jump in my car when church is over. You stick the key in, you turn it, and if it doesn't crank, your whole Sunday's ruined. Your whole Sunday is ruined. Why? Because you haven't learned to wait. You do not. God is not instant. He is eternal. He is here forever and forever and forever, and we will be alive forever and forever and forever. But there will become a move one day through death when we'll be absent from the body, but we'll be present in the presence of the Lord. Some Christians look at their prayer life and they think they go from prosperity to drought. I've heard people, many people say, well, how are you doing? Well, you know, I've been doing good. I've been going to church and God recently has been answering my prayers. They've been what? Uh, God's been recently answering my prayers. Well, how about before the recently? Well, I don't remember any answers. Well, did you pray? Well, I don't really remember even praying. Well, that's a problem. But when you pray, you're going to get an answer. God does not waste time. God always leads us from this one to this step, from this step to, to this step. But our Lord is to be our teacher. He's our Father. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. And he's also our teacher. So we go to what we call the Lord's Prayer. And we say, Lord, teach us to pray. And there's two things. One is how to pray. And the other is what do you pray for? How are you going to pray? And what's going to be the subject of that prayer? Is there any thought to, before you start your conversation with the Lord, as to what you're going to share with him? Well, in this passage, you will see those answers. So stick with me. In this passage of Scripture, Jesus gives us the spiritual condition and the specific content of the prayer that God always answers. First, our Lord and Savior tells us how to pray, and also he'll tell us the reason for not praying any other way but his ways, and then he comes back and tells us how, and that's what we call the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is our model prayer. It is in this prayer that we get our information. How do I pray? How do I respond to the answer that comes from my prayer? 
Now, the first thing that we read is that we are not to pray like the hypocrites. Now, that's a strong to start off with. That's one you'd like to ease into a little later. He says, when you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites. And he talks about it. They like to pray. They like to stand up. They like to make noise. They, they preach pray. You ever been that? You say, I got nine points in that prayer. And I know that somebody's read somebody's book and just studied, and they've memorized those, and they tried them out on us, and now I've got a sermon outline. But the Bible says that's not the way you pray. When you pray, he shows us, as we'll see in a moment, how you do not do what they do. There are many people that love to be called on to pray in public. There are others that cannot handle that. And we have to be very cautious when, when we talk about church. And we have a, by the way, I'll put in a little plug real quick. At, 10, at 11 o'clock, we have a prayer meeting here on Monday. And I try to be there every Monday that I can be. If not, one of our other staff is there or, or, or one of our chosen leaders. It's down here in the West Wing. And as we sit around, we spend much of our time at 10.30, they start walking. 11 o'clock, we start the prayer time. But we don't just start praying and, and get on our knees and shut our eyes and everybody talks for an hour. We talk about prayer. We talk about what's happened tomorrow. We'll talk about some things that are happening today and will happen today, throughout this day. We will share one another's burdens. We will do as much as we can like the Lord is teaching us here that I'm trying to teach you in this message today. That when you go to pray... You don't go to ask for the gift of anything. You go asking God to do his will in your life. Some things we know that he wants. The Bible says, I'm not willing for any to perish, but that all should come to repentance. Therefore, every single person that sincerely goes to the Lord and says, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, and save me, your prayer will be answered. Jesus died for that, to answer that prayer. He paid everything to answer that prayer. He doesn't say, come back six months later after you've caught up on your tithe or caught up on going to Sunday school. No, 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 no. That is something the blood of Jesus does absolutely instantaneously. Amen. But then, that prayer goes on a little bit further. The first part of this passage I read to you is negative. You know it says to be seen of men. He said, don't pray like the heathen. Look at verses 7 and 8 of that passage where he says, but when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them that your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Did you ever realize that? That's pretty good to know. Because some of your whole prayer time has been ruined if you didn't bring up something that you really wanted to bring up and you forgot about it. But you know what? If you need it, God knew the need before you ever mentioned to him. He did. He's glad that you recognize that you have that need. Forgiveness of sin. He knew all about it. He forgives sin. The blood of Christ cleanses from all sin. You can rest assured, if you come to the Father and ask for the blood of Jesus to be poured over your sins, you can be born again. That's an answer to prayer. But there are four ingredients that emerge out of Jesus' prayer. I'll give them to you very briefly. We must pray with sincerity. 
We must pray with sincerity. You say, well, what do you mean by that? I, I do. I think about that. I sincerely need this. No, no. We need to pray knowing up front, Lord, I'm going to bring my burdens to you, but not my will, but thine be done. God, your will can be different from my will. In fact, most of the time it is. Not always, but most of the time it is. So, Lord, I want you to direct my life. I want what you want from my life. I want to do what you want me to do, say what you want me to say, go where you want me to go, abstain from what you want me to abstain from, choose right the people that I will be closest to as I try to grow in my spiritual faith. But you know what? Anytime anyone makes their prayer or way of praying a, a idol, in other words, they're very proud when somebody says, you just pray the sweetest prayers. And you're just thinking, oh, thank you for that. I knew that. I'm glad that you found that out now. And may we all go and spread the word that if anybody needs to know how to pray, just call me, BR549, and you can get me on the phone, and we will just go and have a good time together. No, that's not what we're talking about here. Too often we pray to the ears of man instead of to the heart of God. Have you ever prayed? I have. Some of you look so spiritual this morning. I'm beginning to feel guilty. But I, I began to leave my prayer time and forgot something. And I really feel bad about it. Like, goodness, I didn't tell God about that, and I really wanted to. God's up there said, you didn't have to tell me about that. I knew that a long time ago. I knew it from the moment that you did it or said it. But God has a sense of humor. God has a way of guiding us into the all truth. Our loftiest acts are sometimes motivated by our lowest of motives. We ought to have the right motive when we pray. We don't want to pray so that our prayer will be answered as a priority so others would know that God answers your prayers. We want God to be glorified because that for which we have prayed is blessed in accordance with what we have prayed for the blessing to come upon them, to get well, to get comforted for their physical needs to be met, their financial needs to be met, for the burden to become lighter, that our motive is a, is a genuine motive, not that we can just put on our prayer chart another prayer answered, another prayer answered, another prayer answered, but to know that God heard me, yes, but he answered and performed that which only he can do. Sometimes our motives are not right. Sometimes we pray for financial things. Dear God, give me that business deal. Dear God, if you give me that business deal, I'll think about giving to Envision, dear God. Now, if I can just get a little bit from Envision and all, and you give me a lot, I'll give them a little. And get in all that kind of stuff. Don't do that. Just say, Lord, I'm available. I'm available. You know, while everybody's talking about how much taxes they have to pay, sometimes it's good during tax season, so I don't have anything to pay. And you get to be the one everybody envies you. Well, of course, the reason you didn't have anything to pay is you didn't make any money. But the good thing is you're still alive. <laughs> there's still a chance. There's a future for failures. 
But our motives have got to be right. And there's nothing, nothing that's harder to do or to deal with than impure motives. I catch myself. Your motive's impure, you know. You want this, you want that, but the, your motive's not right. What does the scripture say? Everything you do in word or deed, do all to the glory of who? God. God, I want you to be glorified. That's my prayer. That's what I want. I want you to be glorified in my life and the lives of those that I pray for and the situations I live up to you. Second thing that we see in the Lord's Prayer is we must pray with secrecy. There are a lot of things, folks, that we need to pray for in secrecy. Be careful about spreading gossip by appearing. I want you to pray for this. I want you to pray for this. I got a friend. They're going through something. You just can't wait for that person to know what your friend's going through. But you know, you don't have any, you do not have any assurance that they're going to pray. And if your motive is wrong, then your prayer is going to be ineffective. What you want to do is you want to take a hold of things and when you go in the closet, shut the door. You know the illustrations. Be still and know that I'm God. One of the most wonderful things that, that many experience is just the, the, God said, I made myself so evident in creation that you're without an excuse. As we're, we have the full moon right now in Houston. And as we look up and we can see the magnificence of God. But then God says, but be careful. Be careful. As we do in our prayer groups, it's, it's good to be able to share a burden where somebody says, would you pray for me? Would you have your prayer group pray for us? We're carrying a load right now, and we come together and we pray as Jesus did. So, we're, we're instructed to pray when only God's listening. When only God's listening. There's nobody hears what you're praying. And by the way, it's okay to pray out loud when God's listening and nobody else. You're not losing it. You don't need a doctor's appointment the next week. It's okay to talk out loud to God as if he were right there because he is there. He is there. But you know, when you spend more time praying in public than you pray in private, you have a prayer problem. You hear what I said? You, sure, I'll be good. Anybody here, how many Christmas parties have been to like this? Anybody here that will lead us in prayer before we have our Thanksgiving lunch? You look around, everybody go. <laughs> and there and here's a little eight-year-old says, and he prays the stars down, or she prays the stars down. Oh. Be careful. Be careful. Whenever you're dealing with a conversation with God, be careful who you bring in on the conversation. There are some things that are between you and God. And salvation is one of them. Don't ever let me or any other preacher talk you in to walk in an aisle and being saved. You let the Holy Spirit do that. Our job is to tell you the truth. And the truth will set you free. But you follow the truth, not who said what. That's the teaching even of the Lord's Prayer. Remember 
How does it start off? Our Father who art in heaven. Not in your room, not in your closet. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The opposite prayer are my friends who are in this room, but hallowed be his name. The secret of prayer is to making prayer what God says prayer is to be. After we pray, we ought to be content with the praises of God, not the rewards of God. See, a lot of us feel like that if we don't get what we ask for, then God has not heard us, but God wants us to praise him anyway. I didn't get what I asked for, but I praise you anyhow, Lord. And then, most always, something is going to happen down the road, and you're going to see the result that you wanted to see way back here, but everything wasn't right here. But now it's right. And God remembers those times of praise when we praise his holy name. Hypocrites want immediate rewards. Las Vegas is filled with them. This is my last $5. Maybe so. Dear God, if you're up in heaven, make me rich. You know? And God said, Well, God doesn't answer prayers, so I'm not going to pray no more. Don't ever quit praying, folks. If God doesn't do what he, what he says that he's going to do, then he would be a liar. He, does, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He said, you pray like I want you to pray, and I will answer your prayer. And when I say no, it's because it's for, your, for my glory and your good. And if you live long enough, you'll see most of those things come to pass. But hypocrites always want an immediate reward. Just right now, every one of us ought to have something in our mind that's simply saying, God, you're dealing with me about a matter, and I need a clear word from you. Actors appeal to the crowd. We don't want to appeal to the crowd bigger than the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's our crowd. That's our audience. We want to hear the Godhead say, well done. We together will bring to pass what you've asked for are much, much better. When you pray, now listen to this. When you pray, when it's all over with, you ought to be able to look God in the face and know that God's affirming look is on his face and saying to you, well done. I heard what you said. I knew what was going on in your heart, but I know what you said. I know it represents your heart, and so I'm going to do what only I can do, and the windows of heaven are open. We're not to seek the approval of those that hear us pray, we're to seek the affirmation of God. That's what we're shooting for. Number three, we're to pray with simplicity. If you don't know the Greek and the Hebrew, God will listen to you in English, okay? You don't have to get up the big words. 
I'm sure God's got a sense of humor. I've heard people use spiritual word, don't even come close to me and what they thought it meant when they heard it in their Bible study class. But what you want to do, what you want to do is you want to keep it very, very simple. So we are to pray with simplicity. God can hear and understand in every tongue and every nation. Have you ever been around people of another language? And I bet most of us have. And you've heard them pray. You don't have a clue what they said. But when they got through, you said, oh, that blessed me. Well, what blessed you? I don't know what blessed me, but I just feel the blessing. Well, I tell you what blessed you. God showed up. And there was a prayer going out in another tongue, but God hears every tongue from every, glo- every part of the globe. The Lord is present. But we are to pray with simplicity. Listen to children when they pray. I tell you what, children, they, they can bless you, sometimes shock you. I have heard four-year-olds pray. And I, I tell you, if I was going to be a, a panel judging, like I was on a spiritual panel and four people prayed and this little four-year-old prayed, I don't think Billy Graham in his prime could have beat him. You know, I don't think Grandma could have either. I mean, there's just something about when God speaks to a little child and he says to us, you're my children. Act like it. Nobody, none of us know everything about this book. That's the reason we all need to be in Bible study. You need to leave here and go to Bible study class in a few moments. Because God wants us to know the book. This is the book. It's in the book. And if it's in the book, then this is a way to get it into our heart and into our life. Sometimes, and sometimes it's too often, we spend too much time trying to convince God to see things from our perspective. I'll confess to you, I've had times like that. We want God to see it like we said. And God said, I'm not looking through your eyes. You need to be looking through my eyes. I want you to see it through my eyes as to what I do. And if you will trust me and you live long enough, you're going to come back and you're going to be able to say, thank you, thank you, thank you for saying no and not doing what I asked you to do, but doing what the Father has instructed you to do through the Holy Spirit. I hope I'm right on this illustration. I think it was Frank Sinatra that liked to do it his way. Was, that the, was he the one? Yeah, I did it my way. Well, good luck, Frank. Frank's not with us now. But I hope one day he did it God's way. Because to be absent from the body and the present with the Lord is not being a great singer, a great actor, or popular in the public, or winning the election. It's getting right with God and being born again. God wants it done his way. He said, I am the way. He didn't say I'm one of the ways. I am the way. Do it my way. But I don't understand. You don't have to understand. Just obey. Learn to obey. And if you learn to obey, then everything is going to be all right. 
Before I get my last point, I don't have time to read out loud two scriptures, but I want you to write them down if you're taking notes. Luke 11, 4 through 9. I want you to read that story and also Luke 18, 1 through 8. Luke 18, 1 through 8. Jesus repeated oftentimes in his prayers. But my fourth point to you is we've got to pray specifically. One of the most common phrases that goes up to the Lord is, Dear God, how do you end your prayer? Forgive me of all my sins. And some of all my many sins. Lord said, well, just slow down. Let's name a few of them. Oh, no, I'm in a hurry now. I got to get out. Got a golf game going on soon. I got to get out to the course. No, no, no. We got to pray specifically. You cannot just throw it all out there. Thank you for all your many blessings. The Lord said, Hope. What blessings? Because some of the things that you think are blessings in your life are curses that are in your life. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, every idea that you have that seems good, if you've lived very long, you've made a lot of those decisions. It wasn't the best idea you ever had. It was a terrible idea. But you thought it was a good idea. And so, we need to learn to pray specifically. And a specific prayer is a simple prayer. So as I close, remember this. The model prayer in the Bible, the, the Lord's Prayer, is an asking prayer. It's an asking prayer. Look at it again. And when we pray, we're given a guideline. And here they are, real quickly. Number one, revere the name of Jesus. Hallowed be thy name. Revere his name. Not, hey, God. Hey, man upstairs. No, no, no. Hallowed be thy name. Number two, pray that God's will will be established. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Remember that part? And number four is pray for daily provisions. Just an ordinary thing. Give us this day our daily bread. Watch over me as I travel. Bless this food to the nourishment of our body. Give me a good night's rest. Help me to be a witness at work. Help me to be a witness at school. But lay it out there as the prayer does. Pray for your daily provisions. Pray when you go out of the grocery store. Pray that you got it on sale. Pray that you were just not lucky, but God just brought you there at the right time. But then there's another thing, and it gets a little harder in these last ones. That is to pray for God to forgive you your sins. Boy, it really gets creepy then. Because we don't like to think about that. Because that wipes out everything else. Well, God, you, you, when you confess your sins, you're not telling God something he doesn't know. You're just acknowledging that he does know, you know, and you're asking his forgiveness for it. And then pray for protection every day. Not just from the cars on the street, not from all the the, the stuff that's going on today in our world. But the phrase is, lead me not into temptation. Amen. Lead us not into temptation. That's where we need protection more than anything. Lord, help me to see your 
way. And the Lord's Prayer, finally, is a family prayer. Our Father, our Father, give us. Include somebody else in your prayer. When you're asking God for, my name's Jimmy, what are you going to give me? Add some others. And would you bless so-and-so? Would you bless so-and-so? Would you bless so-and-so? From a pure heart. God will sort it out. But for us to not know how to pray is not to know how to live. For our saying that because we don't know the right words and we get nervous praying in public, that's not where the great praying is done. The great praying is done in private and in the closet. You can be driving down the highway and have a four-hour trip, five-hour trip, whatever it is. And God will give you the consciousness to watch out and, and be a safe driver. But you won't be thinking about sports, entertainment, anything other than Jesus. Concentrate when you have those private moments. Talk to the Lord and let God answer your prayer.